After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'uz, and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifat al-Masih the fifth, Ayyadullah Ta'ala ibn Aziz stated, In his magnum opus, The Philosophy of the Teachings of Islam, the promised Messiah salam, has mentioned eight means of finding and recognizing God Almighty and strengthening one's faith in Him. These means are also necessary to fulfill the purpose of man's creation. In light of this, I will mention one of these means in an excerpt of the Promise of Islam, which he has explained is the fifth mean. The Promise of Islam states, the fifth means of achieving the purpose of life appointed by God Almighty is striving in His cause. That is to say, we should seek God by spending our wealth in His cause and by employing all our faculties in furthering His cause and by laying down our lives in His cause and by employing our reason in His cause. As it is said, Jahidu bi amwalikum wa anfusikum fi sabilillah wa mimma razaqnahum yunfiqoon walladhina jahadu fina lanahdiyannahum subulana meaning strive in his way with your wealth and your lives 
and with all your faculties. And whatever we have bestowed upon you of intelligence and knowledge and understanding and art, employ it in our cause. We surely guide along our ways those who strive after us. Then mentioning one manner in which one can attain the love of God Almighty, the Promised Messiah said on one occasion, It is not possible for you to love wealth as well as to love Allah. You can love only one of them. Fortunate is he who loves Allah. If any one of you loves him and spends his wealth in his cause, I am certain that his wealth will increase more than that of others. For wealth does not come by itself, rather it comes by Allah's will. Whoever parts with some of his wealth for the sake of Allah will surely get it back. But he who loves his wealth and does not serve in the way of Allah as he ought to, will surely lose his wealth. He further stated, It should be so that every member, every individual of our community pledges that they shall give a certain amount of janda. Whosoever makes this pledge for the sake of Allah the Exalted, Allah will in turn bless his wealth. The Promised Messiah has explained that at times people are unaware or they are new to the Jamaat or they are negligent or even if they are not negligent they sometimes are unmindful with regards to offering financial sacrifice. Therefore it is our duty to teach them and advise them that if they have forged a true bond then they ought to make a sincere pledge to Allah the Exalted that they will certainly give an amount towards Jannah. By the grace of Allah, there are hundreds of thousands of such sincere members that when they are reminded about the importance of Janda, they strive to increase in financial sacrifices in order to gain the love of Allah the Exalted. This is also the reason why I have been reminding the administration of the Jamaat for many years that they ought to include new converts in the financial system or the system of financial sacrifices. Even if a person is capable of giving only a penny, they should do so according to their capacity. In some places, it has been observed that at times, affluent people or the administration of the Jamaat in Africa or various impoverished countries, even some people here also pay chanda on behalf of their poorer relatives. Or they pay an amount and say that this is our contribution on behalf of a poor relative. Indeed, this is a virtue. However, these people should participate according to their capacities, even if they are poor. 
The purpose is not to merely collect wealth. Rather, it is to offer sacrifices for the religion of God, the exalted, in order to acquire his love. Hence, wherever the administration of the Jamaat collects the Chanda in this manner by telling people and recording it in someone else's name, it is done so incorrectly. At times, such issues are brought to my attention. Nevertheless, I have generally observed, as a matter of fact, in the reports that are received in relation to financial sacrifices, I have observed that the financial sacrifices of poorer people are to be found in greater numbers. They have a greater sense of realization that they have to offer financial sacrifices. Furthermore, in most cases I present and mention their incidents in my sermons. One is astonished by seeing the sacrifices of some. If a person is affluent and has a lot of wealth, it is not an extraordinary matter for him to give a portion therefrom. However, if a person faces difficult circumstances and has little to offer, yet makes financial sacrifices in the cause of the religion of God, the exalted, in order to acquire his love, then this is the real sacrifice, which becomes a means of gaining the nearness of Allah the Exalted. Such examples could be witnessed during the time of the Promise of Islam. Once the Promise of Islam was in need of a certain amount in order to publish some books, when an individual was informed of this need, in order to encourage his jamaat to collect such an amount for chanda. Instead of encouraging his jamaat, he personally provided this amount, even though he was not very wealthy, and one could say that he was facing difficult circumstances. Furthermore, he gave the impression that this amount was given by the Jamaat of his city. And the Prophet Islam was unaware of this. This personal sacrifice manifested itself when the Prophet Islam expressed his gratitude to another member of that very Jamaat and said that your Jamaat was of great aid at the time of need. When it became apparent that the sacrifice was made by a single individual, the other members of the Jamaat were upset as to why they were not given the opportunity to render their service. The person to make this contribution was Munshi Zafar Ahmed Sahib, who sold jewellery of his wife on that occasion and provided this amount. His wife most certainly partook in this sacrifice as well. Munshi Arora Sahib was a friend of Munshi Zafar Sahib and was a member of that very Jamaat. When he became aware of this sacrifice as a result of the inquiry of the Promised Messiah Islam, he remained upset with Munshi Zafar Ahmed Sahib for several months as to why he did not inform him and personally provided this amount. Hence, Allah the Exalted has blessed the Promise of Sayyidah Islam with such individuals 
who were ever ready to make every sacrifice in order to acquire the love of God. This is the example which the companions of the Holy Prophet established and which the followers of the Promised Messiah have acted upon in this era. This is not limited to that time in the past. Rather, it is still ongoing today. We observe how people make financial sacrifices for various schemes, how they do so by placing themselves in difficulties, and how Allah the Exalted, who does not remain indebted to anyone, blesses them in return. I will now present and mention some incidents and examples before you. As the new year for Waqf will be announced today, these incidents will generally be in relation to Waqf A local missionary in the Gambia, Kiba Jalu Sahib, narrates an incident which highlights the treatment of Allah the Exalted towards his servants and to those who offer sacrifices. He says that a new Ahmadi convert, Abdullah Jawu Sahib, who lives in a village, harvests corn and groundnut. However, in the recent few years, the harvest was not very fruitful. This year, he sold the seeds for the groundnut and completed his Vajanda for Vakvijadid which is approximately 700 dalatis, so that Allah the Exalted would bless his farming and his crops. He says that as a result of this financial sacrifice, Allah the Exalted blessed his crops to such an extent that he profited three times as much as the previous year. Hence, after harvesting his crops, he contributed 1,000 dalasi towards Waqfajadid. Then there is a member, Usman Sahib, who lives in a village in the north of the Gambia. He says that in the previous year, he had promised to contribute a bucket of corn towards Waqfajadid. An affluent person who has plenty of wealth may contribute $1,000 1,000 pounds or even 5,000 pounds out of the hundreds of thousands of pounds he has. But this is not a significant sacrifice. However, these people who possess crops and grain for their food and farming, a bucket of corn holds no significance for a person living in the city or in Europe. However, this is a great sacrifice for them. He promised to contribute one bucket of corn which one may be able to acquire here for five or six pounds. He says that even though the harvest was very little in the previous year and only 12 sacks were harvested and the expenditures of the home were being borne with great difficulty, he completed his promise. He says that as a result of this, he harvested 30 sacks of corn this year and he harvested another 15 sacks of something from another crop. Hence, 
Even a small amount given with sincerity is accepted by Allah the Exalted in such a manner that He returns it in manifold, and this subsequently becomes a means for them to gain the nearness of Allah the Exalted and to strengthen their faith in Him. There is another example in which one can witness the favours of Allah the Almighty. A Muallim in Cameroon says, When Ahmadu Sahib, a new convert from the village of Digo, was informed about the Jadid scheme, he offered to give two buckets of corn. People are always ready to offer even the smallest of amounts. He said to the Muallim, My farm is not producing enough yield. I was unable to maintain it due to a lack of funds. The government is willing to provide support, but that requires a deposit amount from me. And then the government will invest its funds. He states, I did not have enough money to make that payment. My name was on the list, but I was not going to receive any as I was unable to deposit the initial amount. The Muallim said to him, You should start offering the Hajjad prayers and pray to Allah the Almighty for him to grant his blessings. The Muallim then says, A few days ago, he visited me and said, God Almighty has accepted our prayers. I did not have to deposit any payment to the relevant department of the government. Yet they provided me with a water pump machine for the farm. Along with 500,000 sifa francs for sowing seeds. Thus he began working very hard on his farm and he thought that because of this, his farm will produce a good harvest. He stated, God Almighty accepted my meagre sacrifice, and in return, he bestowed his favours upon me. As a result, he doubled his donation for Vakfa Jadid. Nur Khair Sahib, a missionary from Indonesia, states, There is a couple who live a very simple life. However, they offer donations regularly. They separate the appropriate donation amount from their earnings and store it away in a box, and they present their donation to the missionary who visits their area. They live in a far-off island. Once, none of the missionaries were able to visit their area for more than a year. Despite this, they continue to collect and save away for their chanda donations regularly. After a year, when one of the missionaries visited them, they offered a large amount of contribution which they had set aside in that box. They said to the missionary, We have attained great profit this time, and as a result, our belief in the blessings of offering monetary donations has strengthened further. We have witnessed this as well. Once someone deceived us, we wanted to find out what caused this? And after some reflection, we understood that the reason for that loss 
was that we had not offered our janda as we should have. After that point, they started to set money aside in that box for donation. They took care of this matter with immense caution and ensured that the donation amount was correctly calculated from their income. They stated, We cannot find peace and tranquility until our, our donation amount has been put aside. This is another example how Allah the Almighty uses different ways of reforming certain individuals through their losses. As a result, this strengthens them in their faith. Bashiruddin Sahib, a missionary from Indonesia, writes, A member submitted his Vakfajadid donation of 500,000 Indonesian rupees. The value of the Indonesian currency is very low. However, for them, it is a significant contribution. After a few days, someone sold their land to him, which he purchased for 15 million Indonesian rupees. After just a few weeks, someone purchased this land from him for 50 million Indonesian rupees. He bought the land for 15 million rupees, and after a few weeks, someone bought this land from him for 50 million Indonesian rupees. He then writes, It is his belief that for him to earn a profit of 35 million Indonesian rupees in a short time of a few weeks was only due to the blessings of offering his Lakhfajadid donation. A worldly person may consider this to be as a result of their business prowess and would say that this was owing to his intelligence that he managed his transaction and gained a profit of 35 million. However, those who wish to attain the love and affection of Allah the Almighty, those who offer sacrifices for his sake, only this thought arises in their mind that since they donated Chanda for the sake of God Almighty, he returned it many-fold. There is another faith-inspiring incident from Indonesia. Masum Sahib, who is a missionary there, writes, An Ahmadi migrated to the island of Solabisi for employment. In the beginning, he faced challenging circumstances to the extent that he did not even have a place to live, so he had to be accommodated in the mission house. Later on, he began a small business of selling fish. He worked very hard, and even though his earnings were very low, he did not hesitate in offering monetary sacrifices. After some time had passed, his circumstances changed for the better. Currently, his contributions to the Vakfajadid scheme is the highest in his area, and he is also a Musi. According to him, all of this is as a result of his financial sacrifices. Abdurrahman Sahib from the Gambia states that he was facing a lot of difficulty in paying for his child's school fees. So he informed the central missionary side about this. The missionary advised him to offer financial sacrifice and Allah the Almighty will shower his blessings on him. Thus, he donated 250 dalasis towards the Vakfajadid scheme. He states that only one week had passed that he found a job with a salary of 5,000 dalasis. Now he can pay his child's school fees and various other day-to-day -day needs are also being met. Now he informs others regarding the blessings and favours of Allah the Almighty 
and how Allah the Almighty granted him through the blessings of offering chanda. Just as this incident has strengthened his faith, it also blessed his income. Observe how a poor person offers sacrifice and puts his trust in Allah the Almighty and how Allah the Almighty honours that faith. A missionary of Guinea-Bissau shared an incident. He states, A member named Montero Kamara Sahib was reminded about his pledge to donate towards Waqfa Jadid. He responded by saying, I currently have... 4,000 Sifa franc to eat today. This is a very insignificant amount and they have large families to feed as well. He had kept the 4,000 francs aside for their food. Nonetheless, he said that he will try to arrange something. After some time, he donated the same amount he had kept for food towards his chanda and borrowed money from somebody to eat. In fact, he had left to borrow money from someone else. He states, the very next day his daughter visited him from the city and brought with her two sacks of rice, one canister of oil, as well as some money and other items. This convinced him that Allah the Almighty blessed his act of donating the money he had kept for food in such a manner that the very next day he received countless other food items. These people are such that they will remain hungry but continue to offer sacrifices. Amisai France has written an incident of how God Almighty increases people in their faith. He states, An Arab member who lives in France said, I heard His Holiness's sermon from last year in which he narrated incidents of those who offered financial sacrifices, just as I am narrating incidents today also. That sermon had a profound effect on me. He is 46 years old. He stated, I was facing extreme financial difficulties. I had never gone through such tough financial circumstances previously. I was compelled to take a loan from my bank and they were constantly asking me for repayment. I had been warned that my account would be terminated if the payment was not returned and I would receive a fine as well. He states, During these days, there was a general meeting in our area. Before the meeting, my friend forcibly handed me 20 euros, and I kept this amount in my pocket as I had nothing else. I thought that this amount would, could be used in the next few days. Then I went to attend the meeting. When the finance secretary mentioned about monetary sacrifices, I offered those 20 euros towards Chanda. A few days later, I received a phone call from my bank. Since I was used to hearing bad news and the circumstances had worsened, I assumed that this call would be about some bad news and the bank might have taken severe action against me. On the contrary, the bank informed me that the relevant department had advised them not to terminate my account. And the 600 euros that I owed should in fact be deposited in my account as credit. He states, 
This astonished me a lot because usually the banks are very strict about such matters. After a few days, I received a large amount of money from my work insurance, which had been pending for some time. All of this transpired after I heard the sermon on Waqf Jadid and donated a meager amount of money towards the Waqf Jadid scheme. Before, I used to wonder if the miraculous incidents that we usually hear about other people could ever happen to me. However, Allah the Almighty has shown me an example of the blessings of Chanda. I have firm faith that such miracles do take place. Kesar Sahib, the missionary from Haiti, writes about a faith-inspiring incident that shows the treatment of Allah the Almighty and how it strengthens one's faith. These incidents are from different places around the world. Some are from Africa and others are from America, Europe, the North and the South. Although they are not linked to each other, yet all the incidents are very similar. A few days ago, Ibrahim Saib, a new convert from Port-au-Prince, was going home from his office when he dropped a file along the way. There was some sensitive paperwork, documents and an amount of 13,000 gourd in this file. Gourd is a currency of Haiti. He returned along the same path to recover his file but found nothing. He made a promise to himself that I will make sure to donate the 1,000 gourds which I have pledged towards Waqfajadid, whether I have the money or not, even if it means borrowing money. Hence, I borrowed money from someone and donated it towards my pledge for Waqfajadid. He states, The same day that I offered my chanda, I received a phone call from an unknown person who informed me that my file was in his possession and I should pick it up. I went to meet with this person immediately and he handed me the file and stated, I had to go through your file to locate your contact information. So please check to ensure that your documents and the money are all intact. I checked and found everything was there. He states, I thanked Allah the Almighty for this and was convinced that this was merely the blessings of offering Chanda that I found my very important documents and the money when all of this seemed very unlikely. The missionary in charge of Guinea Conakry writes that an Ahmadi friend by the name of Abu Bakr Sahib from a village in the Kindia region was encouraged to make a donation to Waqfajadid. Initially he was reluctant to do so, but then he fulfilled his promise. A short while after making this contribution, he told our local missionary that the Ahmadi Muslim community is most certainly a divine community. He states, I work for the government and some time ago I broke my leg in an accident and owing to the insufficient medical facilities at the time, they were unable to fix it back in place properly. As a result, one of my legs is shorter than the other and this left me in a state of unrelenting pain. But after saving some money for some time, a doctor told me that my leg could be fixed if I have an operation. Hence, I had saved up some money at the time in order to have the operation on my leg. But when the missionary encouraged me to make financial sacrifices, I thought to myself that I would not donate this time 
and instead save the money for the operation. However, God Almighty granted me the resolution and it came to my mind that I should place my trust in Allah Almighty and donate the entire amount. He further states, Not even two days have passed that I received a letter from my office that the government will take on the full costs of the operation and I may have the treatment wherever I desire. He says that this only happened due to the blessings of giving charity. This is no mere coincidence. This is how God Almighty treats those who place their trust in Him so as to strengthen their faith. And it also serves as a proof to the truthfulness of the promised Messiah, alayhi salam. Mamun Rashid Sahib, the Vakfu Jadid Secretary in Guardian, writes, Due to some domestic issues, Suleja Sahib was in arrears in his Vakfu Jadid payments. His brother encouraged him to make the donation as soon as possible, as the year was coming to an end. However, he did not have enough money in his account to make the full payment. There was only enough to make 30% of the payment. He became very anxious as to how he could make the full payment. In the end, he donated whatever amount he had in his account. He says that within a few moments, an amount of money was received in my account in the most miraculous manner from God Almighty, which was sufficient enough to pay the arrears in full. Thus, he donated the amount he had promised there and then. He says that his habit was always to pay the full amount he promised prior to the end of the year. But this year, due to his ill health and that of his children, he had some arrears and was very concerned as a result. Yet, God Almighty made arrangements for him in a miraculous manner and he says that this was also a means of strengthening his faith. Abdul Mahmud Sahib of India, who is the Vakfajdeed inspector, relates an incident of a member living in the village of Birbhum in Bengal. His incident is such that he had a wholesale grocery shop which was running well by the grace of Allah. As he would open the store, he would begin every day by placing 100 rupees in a box which he would give towards charity according to his promise. The first thing he would do in the morning was to put 100 rupees in a box. He says that one day, very few customers came to buy from his shop and he was unable to meet his expenditure. Nevertheless, the following day, the thought did not even cross his mind that he shall not place 100 rupees in the box. So as he opened his shop the next day, rather than placing 100 rupees in the box, he placed 300 rupees and thought to himself, why not enter into a transaction with God Almighty today? Subsequently, God Almighty blessed him that on the same day, eight customers came to the shop. It was a large-scale business and it took up a lot of time as he would have to lift the sacks, etc. He says that he became so busy that he had no choice but to send one back telling him to return the following day, all the while continuing to supply the goods to the other customers till the late night. By the grace of Allah, he made a good profit on that day and added that when God Almighty is pleased with someone, he grants them so much that they are unable to even handle it with both hands. 
Abdul Aziz Sahib, the missionary of the Oyo region of Guinea-Bissau, says that when a frail elderly woman, Maskuta Sahiba, was encouraged to contribute towards Waqfe Jadid, she replied, I had saved up enough money for my promise, but at night, as I was going to my brother's house, the money had fallen and was lost along the way. I am still searching for the money and will give it as soon as I find it. Thereafter, she continued to search for the money, but was unable to find it anywhere. Therefore, she borrowed money from her daughter and paid the amount towards Waqf Jadid. After doing so, she went again in an attempt once again to find the bag she dropped. She says, I only went forward a few meters and all of a sudden found the money which was sealed in a plastic bag in the middle of the road. She was extremely happy as a result of this and the following day she returned and completed her promise. Thereafter, she informed others that this was merely due to the blessings of contributing towards Waqf Jadid that God Almighty returned the money she had lost. Ahmad Bilal Sahib, a missionary from Sikasso region of Mali, writes that Ahmad Jala Sahib, a new convert, came to the mission house and said that he used to contribute in giving alms regularly, but due to some financial restraints, he was unable to do so this time. One day, he saw in a dream that he was walking with a group of people along a wide path, and this path divided ahead into many different paths. In fact, the paths ahead were all difficult to traverse through. In that moment he prayed, and a mount came down from the sky which carried them into the sky, and when they had crossed over the difficult path, it brought them back down to the wide path again. He says that he then saw a pious person who told him that this mount only came to you due to the fact that you gave charity. He further says that one faces difficulties from time to time, but God Almighty grants ease in the time of hardship for an Ahmadi who regularly gives charity in the way of Allah. Thus, this new convert made his contribution to charity and made the resolution that no matter what happens in future, he shall never be negligent in giving charity. Can this also be a coincidence? Amir Sahib of Tanzania writes, I went to a Jamaat in the Arusha region to encourage the people to donate towards charity. Fatma Saiba, a poor member who makes a living by selling bananas and other fruits, donated two days' worth of earnings towards Waqajadid and encouraged her family to also be regular in paying the scheme. Likewise, there was an el another elderly lady of the Jamaat who was also encouraged to make donations. So the following morning, at 8am, she came herself to the mission house and donated 5,000 shillings to work for Jadid. These people are those regarding whom the Prophet Muhammad has stated that one is left astonished after witnessing to the extent which they make sacrifices, and that if they are encouraged to do so, they are ever willing to offer their sacrifices. Amir Sahib of Tanzania has written another incident, saying, For the last few years, the state of the country's economy has been extremely constrained, Yet, despite this, the Ahmadis are making financial sacrifices with the utmost sincerity. Waziri Sahib, a friend from the city in Arusha, makes a living by selling newspapers. When he was encouraged to contribute to Waqf Jadid, he gave within his means and said that in future 
he would save the money of buying a cup of tea every day and instead give that in charity. Thus, this is how this poor person saved money by giving up his daily cup of tea and to give that money instead to charity. This is the true understanding of attaining nearness to God Almighty. Amir Sahib of Tanzania also writes, There is a very sincere young man of a Jamaat in the Mara region. Normally he would make the full payment towards Wakfajidid prior to the end of the Wakfajidid year, but due to the constrained economic situation, this year he was in arrears of 15,000 shillings. He only had a small amount of money, and as it were, the shilling had very little value. So he calculated that if he also donates this amount at the end of the month, he would not have enough for his expenditure. Despite this, he placed his trust in God Almighty and donated that sum of money. The very next day, he received a phone call from his work that his three months' worth of bills to be paid were cleared. Furthermore, he also received a significant pay rise at the beginning of the year. It is his belief that owing to the blessings of giving alms, a few days later he received six times the amount he had given. How things had changed where at first he was unable to even pay his bills, to the point where God Almighty then granted him six times more the money than before. The missionary of the Kaya region of Burkina Faso writes, There is an Ahmadi by the name Abudu Sahib, who says that he would contribute to charity, but was not regular in doing so. The previous year, he decided to make full efforts to participate in all the schemes. He said that ever since he became regular in giving charity, by the grace of Allah, all his affairs, his wealth, his cattle, his crops, and everything else were all filled with blessings. Furthermore, the difficulties he was facing and which left him concerned slowly began to resolve themselves. It was only a month ago that his wife was pregnant and he did not have enough funds to pay for the hospital costs. However, when the time came for the delivery, God Almighty granted support from the unseen where the whole matter was resolved. His daughter was born and his wife was recovering well. He says that he witnessed all this with his own eyes and understood that it was out of the sheer blessings of giving charity. The missionary of Russia writes, Khudayan Sahib, an Armenian living in Russia, was able to accept Ahmadiyyat after much research and deliberation. As he accepted Ahmadiyyat, he was informed about the system of financial sacrifice within the community. Thereafter, he became regular in contributing monthly to Fakwa Jadid and Tehrika Jadid. He travelled extensively for his job within the country and also to other countries, but despite all his travelling, he was regular in making his donations. He has an ordinary job. He does not travel owing to the fact that he was a very wealthy person.
Alvar Sahib states that he had to travel to Armenia for work in January 2020. From there, he was supposed to travel to Kazan for some important work. However, he did not have enough money to travel. He was very anxious and was praying constantly. He says that on 30th of December, a company deposited money into his account, an amount that he was expecting the following February, i.e. February 2020. He stated that there were other people who were also expecting this payment. However, he was the only one who received this payment in December. He is convinced that this was only due to the blessings of paying Chanda. Otherwise, it is inconceivable that from among so many people, only he receives his amount on 30th of December. He further writes, that only an Ahmadi Muslim can experience this love and kind treatment from God Almighty. God Almighty strengthens in the faith of others in this manner as well. Vakar Sahib, a missionary serving in the San Pedro region of Ivory Coast, writes, In 2014, a small jamaat consisting of 20 members was established in the village of Fatakro. Jada Sahib, who was originally from Burkina Faso, was an active member of the Jamaat, but it had been one year that he had returned to Burkina Faso. He was anxious because other members of the Jamaat were not as active and they required moral training. Nonetheless, they made contact with his son, Isa Jara, who was married and worked as a farmer. He was encouraged to attend the national ishtama and was told about the blessings and importance of giving janda, the importance of remaining attached to the jamaat as well as remaining engaged in prayers. He then says, Isa Saib came to see me in December before the national jalsa salana and handed 10,000 francs for janda. I was surprised by this because compared to his circumstances, this was a large amount and therefore asked him why he gave such an amount. Upon this he said, Since I started paying Chanda, God Almighty has blessed me greatly. My farm produces more yield as compared to others. A short while ago, I saw a saintly gentleman in a dream who had a glowing countenance and was calling others towards the right path. He then further said, This was a promised Messiah who was calling the world towards guidance. All praise is due to Allah the Almighty for he granted me the opportunity to join the Ahmadiyya community. He then stated that he now regularly gives chanda. The inspector of Akhvijadid in India mentioned an incident relating a 12-year-old girl. He, st he stated that she was regular in giving chanda of each year. She would collect the money in her wallet. She is unable to speak nor able to hear. Yet whenever she saw others giving chanda, she also wished to give chanda and would save money for it. Similarly, the missionary in Liberia writes, There is a Jamaat in the Cape Mount County. After the Maghrib and Isha prayers, I urged the members to participate in the Vakfajadid scheme. Hence, as is their practice, the members came one by one to give their chanda and also for their family. 
During this time, two young boys, Suleiman and Abdullah Kamara, stood up and left the mosque. After a short while, both boys returned with 20 Liberian dollars each, which they paid towards their janda. Since usually the parents pay the janda on behalf of the children, I was curious to know how they managed to pay the janda themselves. The two children said that since they learned that it was the directive of Khalifatul Masih for children to participate in the Waqf al-Jadid scheme, they decided to save money so they could pay Chanda themselves. These children reside in a distant land and perhaps have never even seen the Khalifa. It is only God Almighty that can instill this level of loyalty and connection in their hearts. May Allah the Almighty increase them in their loyalty and sincerity. Thus, whether one is a young Ahmadi child or an Ahmadi of an advanced age, whether they are a new convert or an Ahmadi by birth, they understand full well that in order to attain the love of God Almighty, one must spend in His way. For some people, God Almighty Himself shows them the path, as I have mentioned in some of the narrations. According to a tradition of the Holy Prophet ﷺ, the people who sacrifice in the way of God Almighty are those who are deemed worthy of envy. I will now present the report for the sacrifices offered as part of the Waqfajadid scheme for the previous year and also announce the beginning of the new year for the Waqfajadid scheme. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the 62nd year of Waqfajadid came to an end on 31st of December and the new year has begun. During the course of the year, the members of the Jamaat were able to make a total sacrifice of £9.643 million, which is an increase of £500,000 from the previous year. In terms of the overall contribution, the UK stood first. Further details are as follows. United Kingdom stood first, followed by Pakistan, Germany, USA, Canada, India, Australia, Indonesia, and two Jamaats in the Middle East. Amir Sahib said that the UK would increase in their work for Jadid, and it seems that he has fulfilled his word. The first ten of the large Jamaats who have significantly increased their collection in the local currency from the previous year are as follows. Indonesia is first, then Germany and USA, then there are other Jamaats, but these are the first three from among the large Jamaats. India has also achieved a notable increase, as did Canada, UK, the Middle East, Jamaats, Pakistan and Australia. But the increase in local currency for India was more than the other countries. Therefore, India is in fifth position. In terms of the total contribution of countries in Africa, the positions are as follows. Ghana is first, Nigeria is second, Burkina Faso is third, Tanzania is fourth, Benin is fifth, the Gambia is sixth, Kenya is seventh, Mali is eighth, Sierra Leone is ninth, and Congo Kinshasa is tenth. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the total number of members that participated in the Waqf al-Jadid scheme was 1.821 million. 
which is an increase of 89,000 participants. The countries which have made a notable effort in relation to the increase in the number of participants are Cameroon stood first, then Senegal, Sierra Leone, Nigeria, Burkina Faso, Indonesia, and there are other jamaats as well. In terms of total collection, the 10 large jamaats of the UK are Islamabad is first, Aldershot is second, Worcester Park is third, then Birmingham South, Masjid Fazil, Putney, Gillingham, New Malden, Birmingham West and Hounslow North. The first five regions are Betel Fatul region is first, then Masjid Fazil region, Midlands region, Islamabad region and Betel Isan region. The first ten Jamaats for Daftar al are as follows. Aldershot is first, then Roehampton, Putney, Islamabad, Mitcham Park, Cheam, Leamington Spa, Worcester Park, Rains Park and Surbiton. The positions of the Jamaats in Pakistan for collection from adults are as follows. Lahore is first, Rabwai is second and Karachi is third. The currency of Pakistan has devalued significantly and owing to this they have fallen in the rankings. If the value of the currency of Pakistan was the same as it was last year, they would have stood first again. Therefore, considering this, the UK have not performed extraordinarily. The positions of the districts of Pakistan for the collection from adults are as follows. Islamabad, Sialkot, Rawalpindi, Gujranwala, Multan, Umarkot, Hyderabad, Dera Ghazi Khan, Khas, and Peshawar. The first 10 Jamaats in terms of collection are as follows Islamabad, Township Lahore, Defence Lahore, Daruzikar Lahore, Gulshan Iqbal Karachi, Samana Bagh Lahore, Rawalpindi, Azizabad Karachi, Gulshan Jami Karachi, and Delegate Lahore. Although they are faced with all sorts of difficulties, yet, by the grace of Allah, people there have sacrificed large amounts. The three large Jamaats in Pakistan for the collection of Daftar al-Fal are as follows. Lahore is first, Karachi is second, and Rabwai is third. And the positions of the districts are as follows. Sialkot is first, Gujranwala is second, then Sargudha, Hyderabad, Dera Ghazi Khan, Sheikhupura, Mirpur Khas, Umrkot, Okada, and Peshawar. In terms of total contribution, the first five local Jamaats, i.e. Emirates of Germany, are... Hamburg stood first, then Frankfurt, Dutzenburg, Grosskreuth, Wiesbaden. The positions of the first ten Jamaats for the collection from adults are as follows. Neuss, Rudermark, Nida, Mahdiabag, Florisheim, Friedberg, Bensheim, Langen, Koblenz, Hanau and Pinneberg. The first five regions for Daftar al are as follows. Hessen Sudost, Hessen Mitte, Tawins, Hessen South Rhine, Landkors. The Germans ought to rectify the names of these places themselves. The positions for the first 10 Jamaats in the USA for the total contributions are as follows Maryland, Silicon Valley, Los Angeles, Houston, 
Central Virginia, Seattle, Detroit, South Virginia, Chicago, and North Virginia. The position of Amarats in Canada for their total contribution is as follows. Vaughan, Calgary, Peace Village, Vancouver, Mississauga. The position of the large Amarats are as follows. Durham, Bradford, Edmonton West, Milton West, Hamilton Mountain, Ottawa East, Ottawa West, Airy Dry, Winnipeg, and Abbotsford. The five notable Amarat for Daftar al as as follows. Vaughan, this should be Vaughan. But in Urdu, they have written as Vaughan. Calgary, Peace Village, Western, Brampton West. The five notable Jamaats for Daftar al are as follows. Durham, Bradford, Milton West and Erdright, Hamilton Mountain. The positions for the provinces of India are as follows. Kerala is first, Jammu Kashmir is second, despite the difficult circumstances there. Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, Telangana, Orissa, Punjab, West Bengal, Delhi and Uttar Pradesh. The positions of the Jamaats in terms of contribution are as follows. Patapriyam, Kadian, Hyderabad, Kalikat, Bangalore, Coimbatore, Kolkata, Karolai, Bengadi. The overall positions of the first 10 Jamaats in Australia are as follows. Melbourne Long, Castle Hill, Melbourne Berwick, Musden Park, Adelaide South, M.T. Drute or M.Y. Drute, Penrith, Blacktown, Canberra and Perth. The position of Jamaats in Australia for the collection from Atfala as follows. Melbourne Longbourne, Adelaide South, Melbourne Berwick, M.T. Drute, Penrith, Logan East, Perth, Marsden Park, Castle Hill and Logan West. The position of the Jamaats in Australia for the collection from adults are as follows. Castle Hill, Melbourne Longbourne, Marsden Park, Melbourne Berwick, Empty Drute, Blacktown, Adelaide South, Penrith, Canberra and Perth. Even in Australia these days, the bushfires have caused a lot of destruction. May Allah the Almighty have mercy on them and may the people there recognize their creator. Despite all of this, the Ahmadis there are offering great sacrifices. May God Almighty greatly bless the wealth and progeny of all those around the world who offered sacrifices. As mentioned earlier, the economic conditions of Pakistan are worsening, as a result of which their currency has devalued significantly. Hence, they have fallen behind in the rankings. Despite all of this, they have not allowed their sacrifices to diminish. Similarly, the political situation in Pakistan is also unstable, and this has a bearing on the economic conditions. Furthermore, in that region, the tensions are heightening between India and Pakistan. According to local news reports, the internal state of affairs within India is also grave. In the context of the overall situation in the world, it is as if the world itself is calling out for its own destruction. 
the Middle East is also falling into further disarray. There is a growing possibility of war erupting between the USA, Iran and Israel. There is no unity among the Muslim countries. Thus, we ought to pray profusely to save the world from catastrophe and for mankind to turn towards God Almighty. May God Almighty shower His blessings and grant them wisdom and understanding. As we enter the new year, we congratulate one another. However, storm clouds continue to gather ahead. Thus, in order to make this year a blessed one, we should pray to God Almighty that may He halt governments who only want to prove their superiority over others from taking the world towards destruction. Rather, may He enable governments to instead dispense justice and peace in the world. May these governments not annihilate mankind, having succumbed to their egos and in pursuit of their vested interests. May God Almighty grant them wisdom. May the Muslim countries wave the flag of the Holy Prophet aloft throughout the world and spread the unity of God by attaching themselves to his ardent devotee, the promised Messiah and Imam Mahdi, as opposed to exceeding all bounds in opposing the promised Messiah as they have done so. May God Almighty grant us the ability to do more justice to believing in the Imam of the age. And may we thereby wave the flag of the unity in the world. May we bring others under the flag of the Holy Prophet And may we exhaust all our efforts and faculties in achieving this. If we fail to adopt this approach and mentality and to pray in this manner when entering the new year, then congratulating one another on the new year would be superficial and serve no purpose. Thus, this true New Year greetings place a great responsibility upon every Ahmadi, be they a man, woman or child, and they ought to be mindful of this. We must utilize all of our strengths, faculties and capabilities and strive to our utmost to achieve this. Through our prayers, we must form a special relationship with God Almighty and only then can we receive the blessings of this year. May God Almighty enable us to do so.